Welcome to the Being Human podcast with Chris Walker, a podcast talking about just that, being human. What keeps us from being the human we want to be, and maybe what can help us be the human being we want to be just a little bit more. Today, we are talking about a passionate, intense, and so important subject, and that is boundaries, both having boundaries, understanding boundaries, setting them, and ultimately the impact that can happen when boundaries aren't set. I'm currently in the midst of reflecting back on so much of my life and really thinking about when I didn't know how to, was scared of making boundaries, and what it was like when someone else set boundaries that were super uncomfortable for me, all the way up to the point in which I'm literally dealing with this present moment yesterday of setting boundaries and when somebody repeatedly violates those boundaries or crosses those boundaries. And one thing I think is the essence of the beginning of the story of boundaries is what is a boundary and how do we become aware? And boundaries, just like connection, if you listen to other episodes, you can only set a boundary with somebody else as much as you have a boundary set for yourself. So it always has to start with us. And I know when I was younger, the idea of setting a boundary was kind of like, what are, what are the boundaries for me? And when you're super young, like teenager, even before, it's like, what are you allowed to set a boundary? Because aren't you supposed to be following other people's rules? So we're not inherently living in a place where the world, which is often our parents and teachers, are there to respect our boundaries. It's kind of like, these are the rules and everybody follows them. We don't have to think, oh, this is what I want or I'm unique. So maybe it's not really a learned skill, but as we get older in life, there is, is I say is, I wish it was has to be, but there is a moment in which we begin to think, what do I want? What do I not want? And how do I set some sort of a limit on that? So this is the idea of becoming aware of our boundaries and realizing that, as my mom always says, other people don't read mine, Chris. And, oh, so if they don't read a mind, I have to set a boundary. Just like I have to speak anything if I want it to be clearly known. So becoming aware of your boundaries um, or ultimately uh, thinking it. So think it. And then once you think it, you have to set it. And it almost comes as not as an as a, as a inner thing. So you have to set it with your yourself. You have to be like, this is a boundary. And I also have context around my boundary, not a definitive like, never allow blank to happen. I never want to do blank. And it's very blanketed and you don't really know the why, especially when it comes to relating with other human beings, which you're gonna to get to in a second. But if you don't have the context of why, it's hard for people to sometimes follow the boundaries or understand them. Because ultimately, one of our challenges around setting boundaries in general is oh, this is, if I'm going to speak a make or break point, this other person might say, I don't want to be with you. The Your job might say, you're not hired or you're fired. Um, I don't want to love you. You're not going to be my friend anymore. Because ultimately, we are taking a somewhat hard stand for a no-go, a go-no-go with ourselves. And if somebody else now sees a hard line in the sand, they might pick no-go, versus go. So there is the idea of the inherent sense of like belonging and yearning to belong, yearning to connect, that by setting a true boundary, oh, we might we might lose something. 
and there was this fun, just the perfect one line meme of if you lose something by setting a boundary, you never had it in the first place. Uh, if you lose something by telling the truth, you never had it in the first place. So ultimately, uh, if you set a boundary and it causes you to lose something, if that boundary was true to you, well, hey, it's better to have lost the thing than have the boundary cross forever. And you never know, people can change. Um, sometimes. <laughs> so once you have, essentially, once you think it, and then you lock it, and then you talk it, and talk it is the <laughs> verbally communicating whatever your boundary is so that it is clear, so that another person knows, best case, what the boundary is and why it exists, and ultimately, when it exists. It's not all, all things uh, 24 by seven, uh, seven days a week. Um, which would be the seven and then 24 by seven, I meant 365, 24 by seven by 365, there we go. Uh, that would be the analogy that we're looking for. So what is the boundary? Why do you have this boundary? And when does it exist and where does it exist? And the other parts are just helpful. If the other person you're communicating this boundary to is someone that you care about, that you love, that there is a connection that's important to you, the more around it that you can give, it will help the other person understand it, accept it, and then honor it into the future. I do say with all boundaries, think about is there room for compassion if this boundary is broken? Because Love is a really beautiful thing. Love is also addictive. We want to stay in love. We want to stay connected. So being very clear, are these hard boundaries? Are they soft? Is there room in these? Is something that you have to really think about yourself. There are some that we should just draw a line in the sand and there are some that, oh, maybe I have compassion, but understanding where that is before you get into it is very, very important because once love creeps in, then our mind doesn't always stay true to the boundary we set when we were in a more of a regular state or a alone state or an isolated state when we may have set this boundary. So think it, lock it, talk it. That sounds pretty good. But what are we talking about? What are the different types of boundaries that exist in the world? And one time it was broken down really well to me and there's five different types of boundaries and in these five types of boundaries, they're not all weighted the same. Sometimes they're not even boundaries for everybody, but they can be. So because they can be, that means that you need to be able to communicate what they are for you or if they don't exist for you, but also be able to receive somebody else's boundaries along these little buckets uh, because just because it's not important to you doesn't mean it's, it's important to them. Uh, a good example, we'll just call it example number one, would be a financial boundary. And after I've left the corporate world, my focus around finance and financial affluence has dimmed at the wayside drastically due to the lack of inbound finances. Uh, living in Ubud to start, um, being around a more spiritual community, there's also challenges. The idea of sales and money have sometimes this negative connotation, or there are people that are just going with the flow. And it's, I met this amazing woman, she was a model, and she was talking about how she was down to her last hundred dollars. And then out of nowhere, she said, I wasn't even worried. And then, oh, I booked a gig and I made two grand. And I thought, 
that's awesome that you don't have strong boundaries around finances and things are working out for you. That doesn't mean that I'm not gonna be stressed as fuck about different finances, but I heard her, we weren't together, but that's just an example of hearing somebody's lack of financial boundaries and them understanding that I do have some. And it is important to the important that it, it's important to the person that it's important to. But if you want to connect with that person, if you want to be in a relationship with that person, it has to be semi to equally-ish, I can use ish because not as equal, but on the same playing field of importance to you because they're important to you. And financial boundaries can be something basically super simple. It's essentially, what are you spending? So, and what are you saving? So if something comes in, you save a certain amount of it, you invest a certain amount of it, you waste a certain amount of it, and then there is the mandatory life expenses. And if you just talk about those buckets and understand where different things are important to different people, the communication is there. And when things are completely out of whack, when a boundary is being set, that's just what I call like different between yellow and red flags and listen to those. The next boundary that we would have is around friendship. Um, friendship is just ultimately a type of a connection, but if you're in a romantic relationship, there's so many different friendship barriers because there's so many different ways in which people interact with their friends. What does friendship mean? How much time do they spend with their friends? How important are their friends? How much of a person's life is connected to their friends? And how much of it do you want connected to you? When we begin a relationship, we'll call it the honeymoon phase because that's an easy thing for all of us to kind of think about. There is this yearning as, oh, new love, everything exciting, sex is great. Oh, I really want this person to like, I really want to be with this person. It's that new shiny toy effect and the amount of time you spend with them versus your friends can drastically shift. Or maybe it doesn't, but oftentimes it does because you kind of want this new person in your life to feel that they are important and it's super fun. And like, ah, my friends are, they're always there. There'll be another Sunday to watch football. There'll be another blank. There'll be another blank. So you spend so much time with this new person uh, and you don't really see your friends anymore. And the question is, can that be okay? Is it truly okay for you? Or do you need to really communicate, hey, I'd like to spend time with my friend this, this much time. Uh, I'm gonna go hang out with my buddies. You go hang out with your friends and whether that's a conversation or something as simple as just saying, I'd like to have a day a week where I get to hang out with my buddies. I'd like to have two days a week, three days a week, whatever it is that you think you need, how do you voice it? And not only can you voice it, can you then also say, you know what? Three days a week sounds like too much. Can we compromise on one? And the answer is yes, no, maybe. But you don't know and you don't know what's important to each person unless you have an open conversation about it. And if you don't have open conversations, it just leads to resentment. And resentment is not fun for anybody. So they have this idea of these friendship barriers, uh, sorry, friendship boundaries. And then we have alone time boundaries. So there is, okay, you're in a relationship and you spend time with this person you're in a relationship with. There are the friends and family and you spend time with them. And then there is yourself. And thinking that we don't need alone time is a 
giant figment of your imagination because it is so important. Ultimately, hmm, I'm also thinking myself, relatively new podcast. I love the word ultimately. I used to use the word like, and now I think ultimately. And it's definitely evolved because when I moved to the UK, it went from like to literally or literally, as the Brits like to say, and now I'm hearing myself say ultimately. So maybe not ultimately. We'll come back to alone time, back to your regularly scheduled podcast, being human. Um, (laughs) So alone time. So as a human, we are pulsating. Basically, the entire universe is like pulsating. There is expansion, there is contraction, there's highs, there's lows, there's top of the wavelength frequency and the bottom of the wavelength. So we're pulsating. And as humans, we have the two pulsations as it applies to human connection is closeness and spaciousness. And both of them are important. They're not a 50-50, but there is the need for closeness and the need for spaciousness. I On my back, I literally ha, ha, um, have a, uh, a depiction of a lone wolf and these three and, a, and, a, and three small wolves are, or smaller wolves that are in a pack. And there's a, a moon and an owl. And it, for me, before I even knew this concept that we're talking about right now, it was, oh, should I be a pack wolf or a lone wolf? But let wisdom be my choice. If I'm going to be a lone wolf, let it be the time when spaciousness is needed. I need my alone time, I need my spaciousness to be a better version of myself in that time. Or there's times when being in the pack is great. Connection, closeness. So fast forward back to boundaries, there is a definitive and inherent need for us to have some level of both. But we need to be able to voice that. And one of the challenges is when we first begin dating and we have uber closeness, I want to go out with you all the time because everything is great. Oh, why would I not want more of this? That's best case. That sounds like a great start to a relationship. But the alone time that you're used to or you need, that other person now may not know that that's important to you. They don't know how much alone time you need because you're spending all your time with them. So they can get used to a not fully true version of you, at least how you normally live your day. So if it's days, weeks, months, years go by without you ever voicing that, when you do voice it, you have to also be prepared for a, oh, they might be a hard no. They might just be a clinger. That could be them. Or it could be hard for them to hear because they can think it's been how long and you never mentioned this. I don't know how to accept this boundary now because this wasn't a boundary for so long and I don't like alone time. I want to spend every waking day with you. And then you might be like, okay, I want to spend every waking day with you. Or you might be, fuck, no, I don't need that. I need my space. I need my alone time. So there is the alone time boundary. The sooner you know that it is a thing and you can communicate, become aware of it for yourself, you can think it and lock it and talk it the better off it's gonna be. And that is always going to be one of the challenges when we think about that idea is the longer we wait to speak the boundary, the risk that we run that A, the boundary is not gonna be accepted or the time when which it may have been accepted has passed and they've officially gotten rooted into this way of relating. So alone time, that balance between closeness 
and space. So the next one in our boundary list is ideology. So all of us have things that go on in our brains. Our minds are awesome and they are complicated and they are influenced by the way that we have lived our life. So I can have an idea about anything. We can go as simple as I like three prong forks versus four prong forks. Fun fact, when I was a kid, I had a four prong fork and my younger brother had a three prong fork and I gave up like must have been no more than six years old. I was like, ha ha, I get to eat more food than you because I've got four and you only have three. And for the next 20 years of his life, he only ate with four prong forks. He refused to eat with a three prong fork just because of that. Fast forward back to ideology boundary. The idea of, hmm, I don't eat meat. You love eating meat. Those are two different ideologies. I'm okay with anyone that wants to eat meat. I'm personally, I'm a vegetarian. It's not really a, a, a big deal for me, but maybe it got to be a big deal for me. But those are just two different ideologies. It's like, I can respect you, you can respect me. As long as they don't begin to have an impact, maybe if you're cooking meat every single night and the whole place smells like meat and I don't get to eat anything that you ever cook and I have to clean up after you, that might be a problem. But there is two different ideologies. There's ideologies around religion. There is getting weird now, we're just doing giant levels of complication. The ideologies around raising children. So we can have two different types of ideas and understand that both people are right because that idea works for their mindset. Ultimately, I said it again, I was gonna try to go the rest of the podcast without saying ultimately, but that idea is connected to their sense of self and their perspective on life. So the answer is talk it. Those ideas, those ideologies that are important to us are great, but if we don't really confirm which ones are part of us, we don't think it, and we don't lock it, and we don't talk it, they're never, it's always gonna be vague. And having a difficult conversation around boundaries earlier on allows you to know, okay, before all the feelings that really get us potentially enmeshed, but super, super connected. And then these little things, oh, I just wish that thing would change. I just wish that thing would change. Oh, that thing you wanna change is a hard boundary for that person. And you guys just never talked about it. And now it's really, really hard because you think only one thing needs to change, but it may have been a really, really important thing that was never gonna change. So speak about ideas, ideologies, but respect other people's views their perspectives, their ideas, allowing them to also respect your views and ideas, and then decide, not definitively, but based on your ideas, do I want to continue to connect with you? Do I want to relate with you? Or is that a, oh no, in the US be like, oh no, you're blue and I'm red, can't talk now. We'll go and talk deeper about division later. The the final boundary as they were laid out to me is around purpose. And purpose is beautiful. Having that sense of purpose, who you are, what is driving you through life. And because it's so important, you wanna dedicate so much of yourself to it. Sometimes I see relationships that seem so easy because neither person has purpose, then they become each other's purpose. So the relationship looks like it's working until it blows up, of course. But 
when your purpose is a thing, it can be a company, it can be a creation, it could be teaching yoga. That was one of my purposes, but ultimately now it's just the vastness that is human connection. But our purpose is so important to us and we're gonna put so much of our time and energy into it. The other person that we're now connecting with maybe is jealous. That's what about, what about the time for me? I don't wanna be second fiddle to your purpose. And it is only through talking about our purpose and call it a time and energy boundary that we are setting that the other person understands what of you they have. If you are going on a giant software launch and you launch a software company and hey, babe, or if you're the babe, hey, man, that would, would I be called a man? Hey, man, whatever it might be, in this next month, it's gonna really require me to be in the office 12 hours a week, and 12 hours, 12 hours a day, six days a week, and we are gonna get through it on this date. It might, it might extend to here. I just wanna let you know that, and there it's clear. And maybe in response, she tells you or he tells you, okay, but after this is over, I need a weekend away. I need something to feel connected back, so I'm gonna give you your space for your purpose in return, there might be something that they need, and can you hear that? But it is through clearly voicing our purpose that we allow the person to realize that they are part of our life, even though our purpose, especially that oh, oh, that real, real purpose, that's the num that might be the number one. Fulfilling what's truly in our heart might be number one, but the other person still has to be seen and heard and is important, and being clear around your purpose is ultimately allowing, I'm going to, I oh, said it again, <laughs> but being clear around your purpose is going to help them understand that you still love them, that you still care, and how you can care, and or the context or the frames in which you have space to care. Uh, if you are launching something and it is the biggest thing on your year and it's connected to just something so special to you, letting them know that can ultimately, uh, said ultimately again, <laughs> letting them know that can help them support you support you in your time of need versus resent you because they don't see you. It doesn't feel like you love them anymore. So boundaries, so important. If you don't set them, other people don't know they exist. Different types of boundaries are important to different people, but by setting clear boundaries, life becomes so fun. It's basically can be as fun as thinking about all the little gray areas that exist in life and then hey here's the hard boundary so we can play we can play in the little fun zones the little edges that get us a little edgy get us excited sometimes but knowing where they exist allows us to be safe it allows us the other person to feel respected and honored and seen so set a boundary respect a boundary be able to have a conversation when sometimes boundaries aren't fully, fully aligned, when there's a discrepancy, when it's not black and white. And the last thing is when we go back to the idea of talking our boundary, expressing our boundaries, express them, think about when and how you're expressing them. I was just in a situation where I had to draw a very strong boundary with somebody that was being verbally abusive to me and, and harassing me and threatening me. He wasn't worried about my safety, but it was just not appropriate. 
And in me doing that, and that person basically violating them over and over and over and over and over again, they then came at me and said, you need to leave, this is my boundary. So this is a very, very far extreme, but this is a person basically saying when they are crossing my boundaries in a defensive way as possible that I'm crossing there. So boundaries don't stack on top of boundaries in that way. But in a less dramatic case, if something is happening, a boundary is being broken, whatever it is, and that's when you say, you're breaking my boundary. There is a defensiveness and what can be a true boundary for you is going to come off as you telling the other person that they're doing something wrong because you're already in the heat of the moment. So talk about boundaries earlier and more often. They are awesome, they are beautiful, and they are necessary. And that's all we have today. Once again, this is Chris Walker. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Being Human with Chris Walker. Please hit the subscribe button, and I hope you come back for another listen. Thank you.